Well, friends, we have a treat for you. In this episode of the Live Revise podcast, I am chatting with my friend, Hannah Schaefer, who is a singer, songwriter in the Christian music business. Her story is so much fun. Just talking to her, her energy is just a blast. And in this interview, she gives us some behind the scenes look at what it's like to be a writer, how she writes songs, a little bit about her new album, and some other exciting news that I can't wait for you all to hear. Be sure that you stay all all the way to the end of the episode to learn about a special prize pack that we're giving away and how you can enter to win. But for now, welcome to the Live Revised Podcast. My name is Christy Browning and I am your host. And it is my pleasure to introduce you to my friend, Hannah Schaefer. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to this episode. I am so excited to introduce you to who is what I think the coolest kid on the block, Hannah Schaefer. Uh, I've known Hannah for a while, and it's so cool when you get to know people prior to like their involvement, and then you get to be a part of their journey as they evolve. To me, I just think it's really cool. And so Hannah and I have kind of grown up together in this whole like figure out what our calling is and jump into it and do it kind of thing. Um, So I'm so excited to introduce you to her and also to have you hear a little about her journey. You know, we talk a lot about um, you know, being who you are, living out purpose, exploring your passions and really diving into that. And Hannah's a really great example of someone who's doing that even when it doesn't happen overnight and you stick to it and you stick to it and you stick to it. So welcome, Hannah. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Christy. <laughs> so for those people who are not raving fans like I am yet, I'm sure they will be at the end of all of this, but tell everyone a little bit about you, where you're at, what you're doing, and kind of the, the inside scoop of Hannah Schaefer. Sure. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> hi guys. My name is Hannah. Um, I am a Christian pop singer-songwriter. Um, I, goodness, inside scoop. Wow. Um, I love to write music regardless. So musically for me as an artist, um, I'll travel, um, around, I guess the globe cause I went to Ireland last year, <laughs> but travel around uh, the world, just talking about, about Jesus and about, um, his incredible, um, life changing experiences that have happened in, in my life. Um, talking about my love for him as an artist. And then just as a songwriter, I just love, I love creating music and, um, come from a small hometown in Columbia city. That's where I'm from, but um, yeah, that's where I'm from. So (laughs) CC native and, uh, but my, and my husband too, actually, he, he, um, also grew up in that area so but we are now living in Indianapolis um, and I make a lot of trips to Nashville to work on projects I lived there for for a couple of years as I was continuing to pursue my music and anyhow long story short I make music and I speak uh, alongside topics of self-worth and uh, that has a lot to do with with my story my testimony awesome but, little bit about me in a nutshell. <laughs> love it. I love it. So um, you made the comment about, you know, I love being able to write music that talks about Jesus and the cool things he's done in my life or whatnot. How did you decide that that was the route you were going to go instead of just going maybe more mainstream pop or, you know, what really sold you on going the Christian avenue? Hmm. Well, um, I didn't grow up listening to Christian music. So it's very, I'm a little bit of a different case than most musicians. Like I, at least I hear a lot of, a lot of my other Christian artist friends, um, you know, maybe their dad was a pastor or like they grew up doing uh, worship music in their church. But like I, my parents were both in the medical field, are both in the medical field. <laughs> and so there, there was not really a lot of musical, like doing music wasn't something I thought was possible until um, my heart just couldn't couldn't take the idea of not doing it. Um, ever since I was little, I, I, we would watch American Idol every Wednesday night. It was like our family time. And, and so watching Carrie Underwood win American Idol, I remember I got to stay up late. I got to stay up past my bedtime to watch her win. And then I fell asleep right before, right before they announced it. So I was so mad this morning. I was so mad when I, yeah, but, um, <laughs> so, 
so I just knew ever since I was little that I love music. I love to sing. My, my dream was to be a singer. And that was something that my mom just kind of knew about me when I was little. She said you, I mean, she said that she would have full fledged conversations with me when I was one like, like sentences. Like she said, she's like, I don't understand. I was very early in a lot of my motor developments and right. Yeah. Motor vocal or whatever vocal developments. And, um, and she said, I just love to sing and dance at a very, very young age. And so (laughs) growing up, I, um, you know, we'd listen to my dad's eighties music, like the Eagles and journey. And, um, and then my mom, when it came to music, we'd really just kind of listen to cassette tapes. All right. There's so we would put cassettes in the car and we'd listen to those. So I didn't really know about like Christian music until, until I was older and I was exposed to radio. Um, because growing up, we didn't really listen to radio. When I thought of radio, I thought, like, like boring talk shows that I didn't understand as a kid, you know? (laughs) And so, um, I knew when, okay. When I was exposed to music, to, to, to radio, I was in seventh grade and that was the era of Lady Gaga, of Katy Perry's Teenage Dream, of Kesha's TikTok, like all of the, all this mainstream dreamy synth pop stuff was, was so in. And I, just remember listening to I think it was like Telephone or like uh, Lady Gaga's song Telephone or Katy Perry's uh gosh uh Extraterrestrial or something it was just songs that were very dreamy and synthy that I had never heard before and so my heart was like what is this (laughs) because you know I grew up listening to, to rock music and I'm like what is what is this it's it was just super new and something you know, as a young kid, you're trying to figure out like how to fit in and have fun at the same time. And so, um, so I started listening to, to pop radio and I, and in my heart, I'm like, wow, I love this. I love this music, but something's missing. And, and I couldn't quite figure it out (laughs) because, uh, as a, you know, as, as a Christian growing up, I, I'm Catholic. So I went to a very, traditional it's a very traditional background so we grew up singing hymns and like I mean I still I still am practicing Catholic so we still you know when I go to church it's very it's very traditional and I love it it's beautiful and like I I could talk about that all day long too but um it was just very like the idea of Christian pop music didn't exist for me growing up like I didn't it wasn't a thing until I was in high school and I really started like I just I just I took anatomy and I think that was the very first class I ever dropped like I just I just couldn't I I was like I'm gonna take anatomy just to see if I could you know do do medical stuff because like I love my parents and and I wanted to make them proud and I'm the oldest so I I I was like I, I I gotta make sure that I'm gonna make money and I gotta make sure that this is a like and I get a real job you know because <laughs> my heart wanted to do music that's all I ever wanted to do and but to, in my brain it just wasn't it wasn't feasible it wasn't possible and so <laughs> so I just did a lot of soul searching did a lot of praying and um, came upon a couple opportunities in high school where I was able to connect with some people in Nashville and um, people in the in the music industry and I started really exploring the idea of of actually doing music as a career and through prayer um, I just knew that I, I didn't want to I didn't want to live my life without purpose mm-hmm. I didn't want to create content that didn't that, that, that I didn't believe in a hundred percent. And a lot of the songs on modern radio, you know, I, I love the beat and I love the techniques that singers use, but a lot of the times the content itself is very disheartening, is very, um, it doesn't help your soul. It doesn't, it doesn't bring you closer in a relationship with God. Um, if anything, it'll <laughs> pull you away most of the time. Um, so that was something that was a battle inside of myself that that I struggled with when I was like, okay, I, I'm, I feel called to do this, but I don't, I don't know how I'd make that work. And because I don't, I don't think I'd be able to, to, um, sacrifice certain parts of myself for, for that, that industry. Yeah. And so, um, 
through just through a lot of prayer, I realized I'm like, you know what? I don't even know what this looks like. I don't know how to even approach this. I don't know anything about it, but I want to combine my love for Jesus with my love for music. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like, I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. If that, did, you, did you know like how you wanted it to come together? Because I think, you know, sometimes we have ideas of like, this is what I want to do. Um, was that a clear picture of like what you really wanted it to come out to be? And has it come out to be the way you envisioned or is it something totally different than you ever thought? Oh, wow. Yeah, my life right now is totally different than what <laughs> I than what I thought. But, but like, I wouldn't change a thing. And I think a lot of people also like experience that where it's like, you know, two or three years down the road, they thought it was going to go one way and then it, it went a whole different way, but they wouldn't want to change the way that it went. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had an idea that I wanted to, I, would, I just knew I wanted to sing in front of thousands of people. I knew that I wanted to be in stadiums. Like, I, I mean, I had like the dream, you know, like that was my dream. And I didn't really, didn't really know how I was going to get there. Didn't know how it was going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I'd say that, that some of those dreams have happened. Um, like, like last year I got to sing with my great friend, Joe Melendrez. He's a, a, a rapper. <laughs> He's a Christian rapper. And we were here. So here in Indianapolis, ironically, uh, this huge event called NCYC happens. What is it, every two years? I think it's every two years. Um, and it's, it's a national Catholic youth, youth conference. So students from all over the United States will come to Indianapolis. And, um, and my friend Joe was like, hey, do you want to you wanna help me with like morning warm up? And I was like, sure. Thinking that, you know, it'd be like conference room. Like, woo, like, let's wake up. We're going to talk about Jesus today and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was actually in Lucas Oil Stadium. And nice. there were... 24,000 kids in that stadium. And, and it was just, it was just like a yes, God, you know, (laughs) like, it's like all these years that I've spent following into that unknown where it's like, yes, Lord, I I know you're calling me to do this. I don't know exactly what that looks like. It's like in that moment, in that, in that morning, it was a a giant yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lord, you are here. You are present. This is like affirmation that, um, I'm being, you know, that, that you are still for me, you know, that you are for me and never against me. And that the dreams that I have in my heart are good. Yeah. So, so, yeah. yeah. I love that for two reasons. One, how full circle is that a little bit? Because weren't you like singing at Lucas Oil for an event, like a football game, you gave the Star Spangled Banner there. And now all these years later, you're back in a totally different capacity, but like, Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, um, got to sing the, yeah, the national anthem for like a state, state football yeah. thing. And then in my heart, I was like, man, I want to sing here someday. And then years down the road, like God just, God made it happen. Like God, God is, when it comes to dreams, I, I really, really believe that he is, he is gung ho behind you. And sometimes you don't see that he's there with you, but like he is there moving all these little pieces so that in mo- like in that one moment, it can be like overwhelming affirmation. Like, yes, yeah. this is like created before. This is, this is good. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> I feel like because sometimes whatever our dreams are, right. Cause all of the dreams that we have, whatever that looks like, I feel like it's always a stretch, right? We're not already in it or it wouldn't be a dream. So it's already kind of, you know, out there. And I feel like if we're mindful and we're looking for it, there's always these little encouraging points, these little guideposts that keep saying, yes, keep going. Yes, keep going. And maybe it's something as large and tangible as standing at that stadium, or maybe it's simply a comment someone offers that's like, you know, this is changing me, right? those are so pivotal. I find that like, for me, I have to like write those things down because I will get that moment where it's like, yep, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And then two days later, you know, I get cranky about something so small that didn't go my way and I want to quit everything. And then I have to remember, oh no, no, like go back to your journal where you wrote this thing down. Cause this is real. And I love that how, um, 
you know, I feel the dreams and the passions and the purpose that we have in our heart is planted there by God, right? Totally his God-given thing. And I love that it's going to take him to, for us to get there, right? We're probably not going to do it all on our own. It requires oh. his divine hand to make it happen, right? But I love that he hasn't just painted this big picture and hang, hung it out there like a carrot to be like, looky, looky, one day you'll get here. I love how he gives us pieces of it along the journey and we can experience um, parts of us and parts of what we're doing and that we can enjoy that process because I think if we're always just waiting for the stadium moment, then we miss all the pieces that make that journey so special and all the God moments that come along with it because they're there if we can just make ourselves slow down and recognize them. Mm -hmm. So I love it. I love that you were there. I remember seeing you post on your social media that you were at that conference and that you were singing. And I was just like, go Hannah, go Hannah. I was so excited for you. Um, I thought it was amazing. And the irony was not lost on me that however many years later, like you were returning back to that stage in such a different capacity which is really really cool so yeah yeah and it is it's been quite the journey too you know it's and i and i don't want to say that i've made it because it's so not true you know like I, I believe there's so much more that i want to give there's so much more that i want to do um but I, for sure like I, enjoying all of the beautiful little pieces of this journey is what what sometimes we need to just really focus on on the days that we're feeling defeated on yeah the like we are not enough yeah oh my gosh yeah I, I I'd say that's a very common feeling you know where the, the only thing that I can really focus on is okay if I start my day by making the bed it's a good day so far yeah you know? yeah <laughs> the little Absolutely. thing you know it's like okay if I can if I can make breakfast for my husband and like get a couple more things done that is my like my number one job is not I don't want to say job but my vocation my number mm -hmm. one my, my, you know, I love my career, but like, if my home is not strong, like if, if my, if I'm not one with my husband and feeling disconnected to my husband, then my career doesn't matter because my number one, like my loyalty is, is to, to God and him. Yeah. And like those two things have to be aligned in order for me to even function when it comes to my career. So let's talk about that a little bit. So, because I find this really fascinating, especially because you're newly married, like within the first couple of years of being married. So, um, so your husband is not a musician or a singer. Um, he doesn't like, back you up or anything like that. Not his thing, which is fine. So talk to me about how the two of you have had that alignment and how, um, you know, he can still show up and get your mission and get your calling and support you in that, even though that's not something that he's doing. And how do you guys continue to keep on the same page when, you know, you get pulled in different directions that are not always mainstream wife duties. So like, how does that work for you? Have you found like the balance and the alignment that works for the two of you? Wow. Oh, well, um, I think, so we dated for a long time. Uh, we, I was 15 when I met him and we started dating in high school. So we're, we're high school sweethearts, Aww. but we like to call ourselves youth group sweethearts because we didn't go to the same high school. <laughs> so we met, we met a church. Our families were all at the same church. So we, we have a very firm foundation in, in just beliefs in general, um, on like very sensitive subjects, all that kind of stuff. We're, we're very, we agree on a lot of things when it comes to that. So that's, that's great. That's a, that's great for us. Uh, although we are very opposite it is the things that we do agree on that, that root us. So, I mean, our faith is what roots us, which yeah. is very, you know, I'd say most, most people that is where they are rooted together. But when it comes to my career, I think my husband's name is Ryan. So I'm just going to go ahead and just say, say his name. So Ryan, um, he, he always saw my passion. Like he, he knew from the get go that I was vibrant, that I was, like just joyful and I want and I'm friends with a lot of people like just trying to trying to be I'm an extrovert and he knew that and he also knew that um I am very not I don't want to say housewife material but I think that dating made it clear that like okay if if I could choose between doing the dishes and writing a song I'm always gonna write a song <laughs> yeah. like, 
Um, and so his servant heart is unlike anything I have ever experienced. And I think that's one of the things that draws me to him the most is um, he teaches me how to serve in a way that is completely selfless. Um, he, he, he does, he is so, uh, he's, he's so loyal. And so, um, he, he, he's there, like, he's always there for me. You know, it's, it's yeah. never, it's never me having to, to be like, Oh, can I like, can I go do this? I mean, I'll ask him for things, but it's never a, no, I want you to stay home and, and just spend time with me. It's like, no. Okay. If, if this is what God's calling you to do, he's a hundred percent behind it. And like, not only cheerleading with me, but he's there. He's there, You're like protecting or serving or helping or whatever. It's like he is, he is my, I don't want to say my other half because I really believe that we as individuals are supposed to, like are called to be whole, mm -hmm. but like he is my, like, oh man, he, he's just so, he, he is the person. He's my person. I tell him like, you're my person. He just yeah. laughs. <laughs> and I'm like, he, he's like, I don't understand. I'm like, you're my person. Like there's nobody else on this earth that that god could have created better for my soul mm -hmm. to help me grow in relationship with him and to full like live out the purpose that god has on my heart without ryan like i would not be able to do this i wouldn't be strong enough yeah. because he's the one who reminds me when satan gets in my head he's like no no like don't listen to that that is a lie like it doesn't have a place here this is our home like and and god dwells here so this is the truth and like i'm gonna turn you this way and it's always towards god and never it's he's never selfish and i just yeah i <laughs> i'm so blessed with this man and um i'd say he has so much more to do with the success of my career than anything yeah i think that's so amazing i think that um, a lot of times I was just actually having this conversation with a group of women entrepreneurs and the question was asked, if you are a woman entrepreneur, do you need to be married to or date another entrepreneur so that like they get it? And I, um, I don't know if I come at a different perspective, but just my life experiences have taught me that when two people are the same, one is not necessary or it's going to be competition. Right. So, um, I was in a relationship where there was like equal, like we were equally trying to fight for the stage and it was competition. And I felt like it was very much, um, whoever won, the other person was resentful of their ability or their success or their chance. And when I met Matt, um, before we got married, I already knew what I was called to do. And I remember telling him like we were dating and I remember telling him, Hey, this is what I fought really hard to uncover for me and to figure out for me. And no one's going to take it away from me. So you either get on board or jump ship because this is where the train's going. Like, and I just mixed four different transportation metaphors there, but anyways, that's where we're going. So do it or don't do it, you know? And I feel the same way. I feel like I couldn't do it without him, not because he stands on the stage with me, um, but because he's all the things behind the stage that I am not. And I'm not logistics. I am not um, always the hard details or, you know, it's mathematical. Just, yes. And it's like, I need that person to think that. And also like that belief when it pours in for me, when I don't have it for myself, like I need to borrow it from him because, you know, he's always the last person to give up on me, you know, and I need that cheerleader in my corner all the time. So I think it's really cool that, you know, we all have a reason to be here. And my husband says that his purpose is to support me and my purpose. And maybe that is the case. I do think that there's something more for that for him, but if that's what it is, then okay. But I just feel like, you know, we are never, there's, there's always good to do, right? There's always good to do. And there's never a shortage of ways to serve and to show up for God. So the fact that we would compete with each other for that is crazy. And I love to see, um, like you and Ryan be really knitted together in totally different ways, but all for the same purpose, right? It's, that is true unity, true unity. So like give him high fives when we're done. Uh, high fives, everyone, everyone. Yeah. Way to go, Ryan. So, <laughs> it's awesome. So, let's talk about about some of the cool things that have recently happened for you. This is so exciting. So, we have a new album that's come out. We just got some massive award situation. I'll let you tell everybody about that. 
And then we have this new series you're doing. I say we, like I'm actually part of it, but I feel part of it. But like (laughs) you have this cool series going on where all of your fans and followers can help you write a song, which is so cute. So pick one of those three. I don't care who one will start, but tell us what's going on with that. That sounds so cool. Oh man. Um, well, I, let's let's talk about let's talk about the the hand fan night rights. <laughs> Love it. So, um, at least that's what I think I've titled it officially. Um, someone typed it in one of the comments because I was asking, okay, guys, help me come up with the title for this because I don't know what to call this. And um, so then they're like, "Bright nights," and I'm like, "Ooh, okay, hand fan right nights. Like this is fun." So I, I started this thing. I think two last two weeks ago, two weeks ago, where um. I've been really wanting to go live a lot more and um but but I wanted to do something a little different than just show up and sing my songs <laughs> so I was like you know what I really miss interacting with the people who believe in me and I like want to to really connect with them more often um and so I, I came up with this idea of just starting to write write songs with people and so I've been going live on or I'm going, going to do this more often. Uh, so I'll live on Instagram and then live on Facebook. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe starting to do like a YouTube live, depending on, I just got to figure that out. But, um, and, and where I spend an hour and a half. So it'll be, it'll be from 9.15 to like, you know, 10.30-ish in the evening on Sunday, Sunday nights. So it's not going to be every week, probably every other week. And um, like the next one is May 17th. I don't know when. But anyhow, so, um, but so then we are going to just sit and, and I'm going to write and people can comment any quotes that they have, any thoughts that they have, any, you know, I I don't know if they could type melodies there, but it's just any, any, anything that they have on their heart or they want to contribute to writing a song, then they get to experience that. Like we get to experience that together. And um, then I've been putting those, I'll record those songs in a video and put it on YouTube so that everybody can enjoy it afterwards. I love it. And what I love most about this concept, and maybe it's just because I haven't been cool enough to know anybody like and watch them evolve as an artist, but I think that you have done such a cool job since day one bringing all of your people along with you in your journey, whether it was just a small group of hometown, you know, people like rah, rah for you. And it's grown. It's like a lint roller that just keeps picking up more people along the way, but you just take us all with you. It's so cool. Um, from sharing your music to telling us what's going on behind the scenes to just bringing us in that journey. And I love that you're doing this because it's just, first of all, it seems to fit your mo so perfectly one and two i just think it's such a cool way for you to still be hannah to all of us you know and to be who you are and show up authentically and have that genuine connection with everyone who really just wants to see you be this massive success and cheer you on and be a part of it like you've just done a great job of that so um i love it i love it and the thing the thing that's cool with that is you know you have found the way to put the gold star on the day, even if it isn't like the arrival moment. And when you made the comment about, I don't think that I've made it, I would venture to say that other people that are maybe way down the path in their journey as like an artist, probably would say the same thing. Like, do you ever feel like you've made it unless you're like inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame? Like when you ever get to feel like you made it right. But like, it's always a process and you have walked that so genuinely and brought us all through that, that I think it's such a cool example for us. At least it is for me. Maybe no one else sees it like this, but I see it as this, as an example to say, like, I am showing up today to do the thing I do in whatever platform I'm given with whatever resources I have. And if it does something for someone today, we're calling it a win. It may not be at a stadium or accepting an award on a stage or speaking from some like national platform, but I'm showing up today to do what I do and put out in the world what's out there and whatever happens, happens. And that you're an example of that, which is cool. And these right nights are exactly what that is. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And, and I really just wanted people to go. So I've grown so much as a writer. Um, and I really want, I really wanted people to experience that, you know, cause as, as a young musician, um, I, 
I wanted to get in the rooms with anybody and everybody that knew how to write. And now that I've had, you know, a, to me, I'm like a bajillion years under my belt now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but now that I've had more years under my belt writing where I have written in rooms with people who, who write with the major Christian artists and, and where I just, I understand. And it's just, I've been living in the industry for a while. I want, I want to give that to people who maybe are at home and they're like, man, I, maybe they're younger and they want to write and like for them to just watch, watch my process. Mm -hmm. Like I, I learn so fast from people watching, like just, and I soak it in like a sponge. Yeah. I remember, you know, like lear learning how to dance, learning how to, all these things I just watch. And then I, and then I try versus like, just list. Like if you try to explain something to me, it's a lot harder than if you show me, you show me, Oh, I'll like experience it a whole different way. A whole understand it so much better. So that's also another reason why I wanted to do the right nights is for, um, so people can kind of witness how it works and how different it is. And just, just to kind of give them a taste of my world. I love it. And I think it's good for people to see again, that example that, things don't just happen by chance. It happens by effort. And, you know, you, like, I think we see people like show up on a stage and sing or write a book or do whatever. And we're like, oh, they just rolled out of bed that day and cranked that out. Like it was nothing. And it's not, you know, it's never that case. There's always the grit and grind behind the scenes that make or break that moment. I was just telling some, um, a group of people on a, a live video this morning that for me, like I talk a lot about motivation and someone asked like, how do you stay motivated? And I said, you know, motivated is, motivation isn't something that you find. It's something you make. And I think that's the same in what you're doing. It's like success, whatever that needs to look like, isn't something you just find or fall into. You make it, you make it because you show up every day and find the purpose, the reward, the result, whatever it is you're searching for, you make that happen in what you choose to do on the faithful every day, do it, show up. Like you said, making your bed. It's the daily disciplines yes. that really, really add up to the magical moments we're all waiting for. And I think the writing thing is such a great way to show people that it is not just a, you know, oh, I just happened to stumble through my kitchen and write this amazing song. Like there is a process <laughs> and work that goes into it. Yes. Yes. And it, and it's, it's a muscle. You, you got to work it uh, over and over and over where, I mean, similar to, to, you know, ma like math problems, you know, if you're trying to figure out how to do a certain equation, I'm saying this because my husband is an actuary and I've been listening to like a whole different language lately where he comes home and he, well, not comes home. He's been home because of all of this, but right. um, where he ex explains different things. And I'm like, okay, well, you have to practice this formula first and then you do this one, then you do this and this in order to get the final equation. Just like it's the same thing with singing and songwriting. Um, just, just music in general with instruments, um, you know, your voice and, and songwriting, you just got to do it over and over and over. And last year, I think I wrote, I wrote 95 songs wow. had a goal of a hundred didn't make it, but I was so close. And that's the most I had ever pushed myself in a year. And, um, you know, this year I have a, a goal to write more than that, like 120, like I'll just get to, get to a hundred. But like the more you, you work out that muscle, the more you have the discipline to like make it a point to, to get up, do what you do, what you really need to do. And just, uh, you're going to feel so much more accomplished by mm -hmm. the way. Um, and you'll, you'll feel, you'll find that motivation when you're, when you just get up and you just do it, even if it's not, you know, cause sometimes like songs are flops, like I'll, I'll write, I'll spend an hour or two hours on a song and it's not really great, but I did it. Yeah. And maybe it's going to make the next day so much easier or the next time I write a song, maybe later that day or is, it's going to come so much faster. Yeah. And natural. Yeah. Um, Brendan Bouchard, who's like a, um, a foremost authority on like uh, productivity and, and, you know, going after life and like really getting out there. He has a quote that says, some days are not the masterpiece, but it is the day to put paint on the canvas. And I'm just like, yes, all the yes. Because people ask me all the time, like, how do you become a writer? You start, like you start writing and the first things you write stink. Like they stink, they're horrible. But like the more you do it, the better you get at it. So like of my four or five books, the first couple of books I wrote was not my story. I knew that the first couple of books I wrote were gonna not be so great. So I specifically didn't start writing my story until three or four books in to my experience because you just have to work that stuff out. Like you just gotta get into it. And even if it is all 
ugly, well then you got that out of the you got it out of the way. Like you're ready to move on to the better. So exactly. Like I mean, when I listen to when I listen to musicians, at least at least you know some of my favorite artists. You know I I listen to like their first stuff, and I listen to like their mid stuff, and then I listen to like their end stuff, and and a lot of the times, I mean, depending on each artist, you know, it's, it's totally different because they're, they're in different seasons of their life. And, um, you know, but most of the time I, I like the later stuff because it's more authentically them. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the, um, since we're talking about creating music and such, tell us about the new album and kind of what's going on there, where we can get it, what we can expect to hear on it, all that, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. Well, um, I just dropped my first full-length album called Who I Am, and it is an album about self-worth. It's an album that I wrote from my late teens into my early 20s. I was trying to figure out who I was, and um, you know, as a as a musician, as a as a woman, as a daughter of Christ, as like just I went through this self-exploratory thing. I just went through this this whole season, like a couple seasons of life, where I wasn't really sure where I was headed. I was, it was just up and down, up and down, but through, through it all, the love of Jesus was constant. And so this whole album is, it's kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm putting the demons of the past to bed. They are gone. Like, and, and I'm going to look in the mirror and see myself the way that God sees me and not in the way that, that, that other people saw saw me in the past or that I've been told from other people and lies and like I, I was this whole album is all about it's it's almost like a re it's an awakening of like okay you know what this is the truth and I'm gonna step into that truth and I'm gonna start dancing in that truth oh, and yeah. yeah like that that's pretty much what this album is is and you'll feel it too you know like a start because some of the songs are I mean, are, are years apart. Like I, this whole album was, was, was a seat, was a very long season of me figuring out my direction in, in life and in music. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's kind of what, what it is, you know, like I was doing long distance in Nashville. So like, you'll hear some songs of longing, some songs of, of feeling out in that desert, but also songs of accepting and um, and that's, that's, that's really what who I am is. And I hope that, you know, everybody's able to give it a listen and have a kitchen dance party to it because it's very pop. It's very, uh, a lot of every influenced me when I fell in love with pop music. It has a lot of, a lot of those dreamy synths and strings in it, but also fun fun bop spaces yeah yeah one of my all-time favorites is fire i love that song it is my turn up the jam and dance in the kitchen song it's actually the song i want to turn on when it's like a nice day and i'm in the car and the windows are down and the sunroof's open and i just want to like jam it that's it's that's my go-to <laughs> thank you yeah fire fire was that one was really fun to write i wrote it with my, my friend daniel olson and uh, he, we were just, we actually wrote it on guitar and, and it was actually more of like a really soft, um, oh goodness. I, I what, it was like, brum, bum, brum, bum. it was like very soft on guitar. And then, and, and then I'm like, how about you just play around with the track? And then he transformed it into this pop dance thing. And I was like, this is amazing. We don't need to go back to the guitar thing. Let's keep it here. And it, it was just very much, um. I, I, that's kind of what I wanted with it was every time I lost my fire, every time I, I was doubting my ability to just keep going on this journey, uh, I wanted fire to be like a, hey, wake up, do your thing, it's going to be fine type of song. Yes, that's exactly what it is. That's probably why I love it so much because it speaks so much, you know, to me and like that whole journey as well. So I love it. Um, so not to put you on the spot or anything, but you want to give us like a 20 second something of something you got from the album? Sure. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, I'm grab my guitar real quick. If you want. Go. Oh, <laughs> That's all right. I want to grab me. Uh, totally not prepared or scripted. I apologize. Oh, no, it's great. It's great. This is a musician's life. Just Love it. <laughs> Let's see if this is even tuned. Something like that. We'll, 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 we'll see how this goes. Okay. All right. 
let's just do a little bit of wild. You had me thinking I was on cloud nine. But no, 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 you kept me in the dark with your white lies. No, no, lately I've been living inside of myself, living inside of myself. Your team and freedom I found, nobody's stopping me now. No, nothing you do can keep me from breaking free. I hear it calling wild, wild. I hear it calling wild, wild. I feel it like the sun on my skin. And I'm not afraid to take it all in. Cause I hear it calling wild, 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 wild. There's a little bit. I <laughs> uh, love it. I love that song too. I love all of them. Who am I? Who am I kidding? I love them all. Ah, <laughs> thanks. That's a little. It's, it's softer. That one's softer than the others, but it's yes. I love it. I, there is such a great variety on the album between, you know, the the kitchen dance party to the soft, um, softer songs to just really being able to hear your heart and so much of what's on that. I, it's just so great. And um, we'll definitely connect that, the links to all that in the show notes for the episode, but people can catch it on Spotify for sure. Um, and just follow you on there. I'm, I'm, I'm a stalker. I'm a Spotify stalker. I'm always looking to see the next thing that comes out there. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, I'm all over anywhere you guys listen to music. Um, it's, it's there. It's there. Yes. So last thing I want you to tell us about is the most latest, greatest news that we just found out. If you follow Hannah on her social media channels, you already know, but for those of us who are late to the game, cause you're all going to go follow her after this episode. I know it, but if you don't already follow her, tell us about the exciting announcement you just had for everybody in the last day or two. Yes. Okay. So, um, obviously, uh, in the midst of, of getting ready to release my first full-length album, I'm always writing for the next project. I think most artists are about mm, a year and a half to two years ahead of their music in the most recent release and stuff, because it takes a long time to create music. But, um, but so I just, so I submitted a song that I know I want on my next project to a songwriting competition called the International Songwriting Competition which is the number one songwriting competition in the world. And um, so I submitted a demo it just because they focus more on, you know, the songwriting itself than production, et cetera. And um, I had submitted three songs and three of them made it to semifinals. And then one of them made it into finals and, and for the Christian category. And then, and I wasn't expecting anything to happen, but um, my song, it's called Crown, so I'll announce it. It's called Crown, but it ended up coming in second place Woo! in category in the International Songwriting Competition for 2019. That is so awesome. I Congratulations. I mean, just waves of it for you because that is amazing. And what I love about that is just, I love that you did the process. Like you put yourself out there, you sent multiple songs, like, you know, I think for anyone who's creating stuff in the world, no matter what that is, whether it's you create jewelry or you write books or you do music or you paint picture, whatever, we're always waiting to just stay in our own little closet doing our thing. And someone will just figure us out. They'll just find us and discover. And sometimes it's really challenging to put yourself out there and possibly have rejection or possibly not get recognized. And I love that you, that you did it, that you put yourself out there, that you are trying to expose your message and your gifts, you know, to the people, to the masses. And, you know, I'm just waiting for it to just accidentally happen. And that's the truth of this whole thing for you, for me, for anyone else that's chasing a purpose, chasing a dream, chasing a calling. It is a pursuit. It is not a happenstance. It is a pursuit. So love it. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was definitely a God thing. Like it was, I was not, because I mean, I knew some of the other writers that were a part of it and I was like, oh yeah, you know, like, and, and it was just a God thing. I'm so thankful for it. And I can't wait for everybody to hear the upcoming stuff that, is, nice. that I've, I've been working on. That's so. exciting. <laughs> So in closing, I'm going to give you a couple rapid fire questions. This is my interview wrap up that I love to get nervous, Christy. (laughs) It's all good. 
FYI, we always have editing options, okay? So. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's great. So first question is, uh, what's the best piece of advice, advice you've received and from whom? Um, oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. Editing options right now. Oh, goodness. Man. You know what? Here's one. All right. Family is everything mm. from my dad. Nice. Love it. Oh, that's good. Especially this time, this season we're in right now, right? Family's yeah. everything. Yeah. I think, family is everything. I think we're rediscovering that a little bit right now, which is probably not a bad thing. No, it, 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 it grounds me when I, when I start freaking out and I'm like, okay, what's really important? That is this, a quote that kind of like runs through my mind. Yeah. I love it. Um, so what's an influential book that you've read that's really impacted you? Oh, um, it is called I Am Blank by Chris Stefanik. Um, and it's, it's a book that helps you re, rewire your brain to start believing all these positive things about yourself. Um, oh, actually, I have it right here. I'll show you. It'll be backwards probably, but it's called I Am Blank by Chris Stefanik. And it's Rewrite Your Name, Reroute Your Life. And oh. I love this so much because it's just a daily devotional um, about, you know, like, and every day it's like I am favored or I am blessed or I am bold you know it's just like re rewiring your brain to stop thinking negative thoughts and start thinking truths oh I love that that totally is right up my alley love it uh, what is your kitchen dance party song that you're go-to for that oh man well it changes all the time because I'm constantly seeking out music so right now um my my friend's uh, are, are in a band called Punch Parade, Parade, so like Punch Parade, and they just released a, a song called Cool With It, and right now that is my, that is my jam, and it's like really, really chill vibes, they're, um, some of the guys who helped actually were a part of my album, so like they sang all my song Wild, and like Chad did vocals on Wishing, um, so, so I mean like they're familiar voices, and they're really good friends of mine, so, they just dropped a new song with their new band name, and I've been jamming it. Nice. I love it. I always love to find music that, like, nobody else is listening to. I'm never mainstream, so I love oh, when yeah. you have those, like, indie friends that do stuff, and you're, like, in on yeah. it. You know, <laughs> that is, that is, I love doing that. I love discovering new, new music all the time. Yeah. I would say this is the one thing I miss about not being in the music world anymore is, like, being on the ground floor of that stuff and like kind of being in the know. I also really miss creating with other musicians. That was always so much fun when we would be like on the rare chance that we would get set up for a show early and like sound check and everything done early, which didn't happen often because it's just a hard life and you're just against the clock all the time. But on those rare occasions and we would just be sitting on stage and like people would just start playing and people would just start singing and it was just so much fun. Like wow. impromptu jam sessions are the best, but anyways. Okay. Last question for, um, those who are going to catch this episode, you know, our heart, our message is always that you can change and make life better today than it was yesterday and to keep pushing forward for your purpose and your passion. So what would be any last advice you would give someone who's maybe trying to find that motivation or trying to seek that out and live that out in their life? small steps make a big impact for sure you know start start with what you can do you do not have to start you know rum wasn't building the day so you you know start with one thing if it's if, if you want to change your health then then start with one one small thing that you do on the daily if you want to start you know being a better housekeeper which is me, you know, then like start one thing at, at the, at every day, you know, if you want to get better at your craft, you know, just pick, don't, don't spread yourself so thin and don't write down on your giant to-do list a bazillion things that you have to get done because that's going to overwhelm you and you're going to feel like a failure. So lock in five things that you can do to accomplish just throughout the day. And as long as you get those five things done, you're going to feel great about yourself and there's actually going to be progress. So I'd say start Start with the things that you can do and then go from there. Love it. I always am a fan of the low hanging fruit. You know, the easy thing you can grab a hold of to get that quick win and put that win back in your cells if you need that, especially on a hard day. So good stuff. Tell everybody where we can find you and follow you and get all the stuff. 
Okay. All right. You guys type in uh, Hannah Schaefer on Facebook. I mean, if you want to do the at thing, it's at Hannah Schaefer official on Facebook. So please follow me there. Um, I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of, you know, video stuff there. Um, and then if you're on Instagram or Twitter, it's at Hannah Schaefer with an A on the end, at Hannah Schaefer A. And um, you can check out all of my stuff on my website at www.hannahschafermusic.com. Um, I, I love, I love what you do and stand for, Christy. Um, oh. It's just been an honor just being able to, to have a chat with you. I love catching up with you <laughs> and hearing all the things that you're doing. And I, I mean, listening to, listening to your podcast inspires me. So oh. you asked me to be on it. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> or yeah. Fangirl. Fangirling. I love it. Back at you. Back at you. And you know what? That's what makes this world so great is to know that we're never alone. Even if we're doing separate things, you know, we're all linking arms or we should all be linking arms and running together towards the common goal, which is to, at least for me and for you as always to introduce God's love and grace and redemption to people, no matter how they need to experience that in whatever form they need to experience that in. And so I love it. I love that you joined us today. We will link all of your stuff in the show notes. So if anyone needs to follow up with you afterwards, they can. And definitely go get the album. Definitely go check out The Right Nights and follow Hannah so you can stay up to date with all the cool things she's got coming down the pike. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wasn't that just so much fun? I love getting a chance to sit down and talk to Hannah and catch up with her. Just her personality is just so authentic and genuine and just always makes me smile to be in her space. And here's the greatest part. Her and I have combined our superpowers to provide for all of you fans and followers a great way to get some goods. I mean, who doesn't like some fan paraphernalia, right? So Hannah and I have decided that we have a, a, a prize pack we want to give away to enter to win. You can find the link in the show notes uh, to go submit your email address to be put into a drawing to receive a prize pack that will include an autographed copy of Hannah's new CD, an autographed book collection by myself, as well as some other goodies and other fun things we just want to throw in for good measure. So make sure you check out the show notes to get registered for the drawing and check the show notes so you can connect with Hannah to listen to all of her music, to follow her on all of her social media channels, and to stay up to date with all the great things she's got coming. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. I hope you were inspired by Hannah's story and I can't wait to share the next interview with you in a couple of weeks. Have a wonderful day wherever you are and remember, look for purposes, look for passions, look for possibilities in your everyday because when we choose to show up each day with that hope and expectation, we can be sure to find exactly what we're looking for. 